Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. This is the Saving with Steve show. And I want to thank you for joining us. I want to say happy new year. Hope your dreams come true in 2022. Now, this first month is very, very, very important. I think it's important to understand when we're talking about money, where we are with real estate, finances, and other things. Today, we've got some wonderful guests. First of all, you know what? Everybody's looking to make them travel plans for 2022. How can you go on your vac- dream vacation and do it for 90% off. We have Coach Chris here to teach you how to, the insider tips and tricks of going on the dream vacation without breaking your bank. Also, we're going to be talking about, you know what, tax scans to look out for because we're walking into tax season here in the United States. Now, the important part about this next, this first interview, it's, you know what, 2021 was a crazy year for real estate. I mean, there was a tremendous amount of real estate sold. Prices went really, really high. Well, we have real estate expert, Glenn Henry, who's going to give us the rundown on the real estate market for 2021, what's going on in 2022, and he's going to provide his five proven components for selling your house for the most amount of money. With that, uh, Glenn, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you know what? For those of you who don't know Glenn, uh, Glenn's been helping people buy homes and real estate for decades here in San Diego. You might have seen him and heard him on local and national TV and radio. Glenn's been helping us understand what real estate market is going to look like here again in 20, uh, 2022. Uh, but the most important thing is Glenn's going to talk to you about, hey, if you are selling your house, how do you sell it for the most amount of money? So with that, Glenn, let's just do a recap on 2021 because I know a number of realtors that are just like you who sold two or three times more real estate than they did in the previous year. And you know what? every time we turned around, we saw prices go up. So Help us understand. Let's take some time to unfold this and help us understand what happened in 2021. Yeah, 2021 was a crazy year. I mean, we saw again the almost 20%, 21% gains nationwide was the average as far as appreciation. A lot of markets were above that. Um, San Diego, we were just about 17% on average as far as uh, appreciation. So it was a crazy double digit numbers and that was across the board. And a lot of it was fueled by the still the limited inventory or number of homes that were on the market. And then the record low interest rates um, heading into 2022, we're expecting to see another year of um, solid growth, but not at the same numbers that we had for 2021 or 2020. Um, interest rates, we're expecting them to go up a little bit, um, but we're still expecting another strong year ahead. Now, one of the things that's interesting, because I was looking at our interview from this time last year, and we were talking about, you know, home delinquencies were at 6.9%. 
which we haven't seen since 2010 at the peak of the, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the housing uh, bust. Um, you know what, where are those foreclosures now? Are they up or are they, you know, just kind of subsided because people realize, hey, I can sell my house for more and I can always walk away with money. You know, do you, do you know what's going on with that? Yeah. So the delinquencies are down um, because and it didn't result in foreclosure because prices escalated so much and the appreciation was so high that homes that were expected to be underwater or be in a situation where they might be breaking even when we had the double digit appreciation, it put them into positions that they had equity. Mm-hmm. So we saw a lot of those people cashing out um, at certain points throughout the year. Now there is a percentage of those people that are still in delinquency. They're in some type of forbearance program, but looking forward to through 2022, we're still not expecting to see any big wave of foreclosures because of the um, double digit appreciation that we saw. And it just put everybody into positions of having equity um, that weren't expected to have equity last year. Okay, now here's the next thing. You know, our Fed chairman indicated that he was gonna raise interest rates three times in 2022. Yep. Now, when that occurs, what happens to the buying market? So when with the increases in the Fed rate, it will trickle down and it will affect mortgage rates. Um, the Mortgage Bankers Association and a lot of other economists were expecting that we're going to see rates getting up into the higher threes. So it, on average, the forecast is 3.7% um, that we're going to see by the end of 2022. So still an excellent rate. Um, so, I mean, when we were in 2010 at the you know pretty much bottom of the um, mortgage crisis, we were still in the low 4% at that time. So mm-hmm. we're still going to be at record low rates, but they are going to be up. And that is going to have a lot of impact on affordability, especially in markets like San Diego or, or Southern California as a whole, other big metropolitan cities and areas where home prices are already so high. And that increase in mortgage rates is part of what's going to um, slow down the rate of appreciation um, that we've been seeing through these last couple of years. Oh, okay. So I think that's wonderful to put that in context for people. In 2010, rates were in the low fours. Um, The time that occurred prior to that was actually in the 1960s. So it's been like 60 years since we've had mortgage rates this low. So that's incredibly crazy. Um, so it just means that there's still, you know, the ability for a lot of people to uh, afford things. But when the rates are in the low to mid twos, um, a lot more people can afford it. And some of those things, uh, some of those people go away. Now, um, what is the biggest thing that I mean, um, are we going to see people continue to look at purchasing rental properties in 2022? Or is it they're going to hold back on that? You know, because are people still looking forward to 2023 and say, hey, we might have a slow, uh, a significant slowdown or the prices might go down in 2023, but not 2022? So we're still expecting a lot of the sales this year um, are going to be invest- investors and people that are picking up second homes or vacation rental properties or just long term rental properties because, you know, and one of the concerns being inflation. The real estate we know is always going to continue in the long run to appreciate. So a lot of people are moving money into real estate as long-term play. So I think a lot of the sales are going to continue to be um, investment-type properties, which is then you know affects the pop portion of the market that is home buyers because you know a certain amount of that is going to be soaked up by the whether it's the small you know mom and pop you know you and I that are buying a rental property or we see the big hedge funds. And institutional buyers that are buying a lot of properties, 
So I think that's going to continue and it's forecast or expected that that's going to continue into 2022. So what is the effect of, because that's actually one of my next questions is those institutional buyers, the hedge funds, they're coming in and buying uh, properties to turn them into rental properties. Is that having a adverse effect on prices in the market? Absolutely. So it, it that's one of the challenges with the housing right now is what's creating a lot of the shortage in housing is the number of homes that are now owned by, you know, whether it's the big institutional buyers, hedge funds, or people that are buying up properties for rentals or vacation rentals. But such a large portion of those are being held now that aren't actually going into the market for end users or people that are buying it as a homeowner. So our while our population is growing and the number of people that need housing is growing, the number of available housing is shrinking, even though homes are being built because it's being bought up by these different groups that are renting them. So it's definitely having an impact because when, you know, as you know, when you have less supply, it's going to drive prices mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And I can see the, the um, shiny object for the hedge funds because they look at it saying, hey, I can get on an income and 5% appreciation, even if the market goes up and down a little bit, I'm in for the long term. And if they can show appreciation plus 5% uh, income to their shareholders, they're going to be pretty happy. (laughs) Exactly. And um, and, what we're seeing too is in addition to home prices going up, rental prices are going up so much too. So, you know, for the, um, you know, for these hedge funds or people that are buying the rental properties, looking at us in long term, it makes these properties very enticing. And that's where in a lot of the other markets outside of um, like San Diego and the big cities, but uh, where prices were, you know, more affordable, um, but a lot of people are moving to, that's where a lot of these hedge funds and these big groups are buying up big, a big bulk of these properties. So in addition to the exodus from areas like San Diego and other parts of the country that are moving to these more affordable places, you have these hedge funds coming in. And those areas are, those are some of the areas that saw like the 30, 35% gains year over year in 2020 or 2021. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of my clients actually just sold three rental properties in North Carolina to a institutional investor. And they actually paid 20% over market just because they wanted the property. And they told me, because we don't really care because we're going to get the rents. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, look, everybody, we're going to have to take a break. Stick us with, stick with us. We're going to be right back because Glenn's going to go over his five components for selling your house for the most amount of money. You don't want to miss this, especially if you're looking to sell your house because it'll, you know what, it could make different, it could be, could be tens of thousands of dollars in difference to if you're selling your house. So stick with us. We'll be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. 
Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. We're having a wonderful conversation with Glenn Henderson on real estate. Now, just so you know, all the replays are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information, inside on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to subscribe to our Google Play YouTube channel so you never miss a show. Also, check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio New York City, E360 TV. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal and financial freedom. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at Saving with Steve Sexton, or go to the savingwithsteevesexton.us to look at all the replays, get guest gifts, and more. Now, again, we have Glenn Hendrick. He's back. You know what? If you're looking at purchasing or, more importantly, selling your property, it's important to listen to this next segment. Glenn's going to be talking about the five components to selling your house for the top dollar. So my understanding, uh, Glenn, the very first component is what's called the pre-inspection component. Is that right? Exactly. Okay, so tell us all about it. So it's part of um, getting ready to get your home for sale. We always recommend getting an inspection done up front. The inspection is basically the same inspection that the buyers are going to do once you get into escrow. We like to do it up front so we can identify if there are any potential problems or issues with the home. That way we can address them up front. They don't cause any issues when they're we're in the transaction. And not only by by addressing them up front, it keeps us in control, able to use our handymen, contractors, whatever's needed. So it keeps the cost under control. And we had one just a couple months ago. House looked perfect. It was up in Rancho Bernardo, looked pristine. Well, it turns out the sprinklers had been spraying on the home, on the exterior, which had created a moisture issue in one of the living rooms behind a desk. You could never see it, but it turned up in the inspection. We were able to address it, get everything done correctly, get it dried out. Whereas if that had happened when we were in escrow, it would have either caused delays or potentially would have caused the buyer to cancel. So by identifying that up front, it eliminated um, stresses and problems during the transaction. So basically what you're saying is if you do a pre-inspection, you can figure out all the little problems up front. So you're not negotiating your dollars out the back door after you've gone into escrow? Exactly. Okay. And we're, you know, in the market right now, there's more buyers buying as is, but buyers are also more likely to cancel if there's issues that come up. So that's what we want to avoid. Okay. Now the next one is staging. Mm-hmm. So I know this is unbelievably important. <laughs> uh, incredibly important. So staging is basically getting the home ready. And one thing where some sellers get confused or they say, well, my I live in my home, so we can't stage it. Well, staging is getting the house ready. So it could be decluttering, rearranging furniture to make a room feel larger, bringing furniture out or moving furniture out. Um, On a vacant home, 100% of the time, we always stage the property because studies have shown, we've tested it, a staged property is always going to sell for more. This also includes outside improving the curb appeal. So if you have peeling paint, maybe taking care of that peeling paint. Um, If the garden in front, you know, add in some colorful flowers or doing, you know, some whatever that landscaping or those different items. But basically, we want to make the house look so from the moment that people pull up, they're saying, wow, I love this house. They walk in and when they walk through the home, we want them remembering all the parts that they love, not the things that they need to fix. And in a market like we have right now, buyers are willing to pay a premium for a home that they can move into and don't need to do anything. And it doesn't mean that the house has to be upgraded. 
it can be a home that isn't upgraded, but as long as it looks clean, there's nothing needs to be fixed or repaired right away. Buyers will pay a premium for that. You know what? Could this be as simple as power washing the outside of your house so it doesn't look dirty or, or the paint doesn't look faded? Absolutely. Yep. Power washing, having the windows cleaned, steam cleaning the carpet, all of those little things um, go a long ways and you make, you know, exponentially the return you get on your money for making those small investments. That's wonderful. Now, uh, pricing. Pricing's a biggie. It's very big. And the big thing with pricing is you want to make sure that you're accurately pricing with for the market. And it's tough right now in this market because homes every month are selling for more. But one of the biggest mistakes people make is pricing their home too high. And when a home's price too high, you're going to limit the number of people that come to see it. So the situ- limit the number of people that come to see it and you risk the chance of that home sitting on the market. And then instead of negotiating the price up with buyers, your price is coming down and the buyers are then ne- trying to negotiate your price down. So as a seller, you want to be in that position of control. So we want to price it accurately, market it aggressively, get as many people into the home so that we're in a situation where we're creating multiple offers and then, then able to negotiate the price up. So for those people who say, hey, I got to sell for this amount, mm-hmm. okay, you don't want to say, hey, it's this much and hopefully it, um, hopefully you can get that price. You're, you're better off starting at a lower level so you have multiple people coming in and saying, hey, I want this, I want this, I want this, and then let the bidding war uh, take care of what you need. Absolutely, that's exactly it. And especially too with home buying, people's emotions get involved very quickly. So once people's emotions get involved and you get that bidding more and prices start getting negotiated up, people come up a lot higher than they thought they would have originally um, because emotions start to get involved. So that's how we're able to get the price up as much as possible. It's interesting. I've actually seen that with clients where I've actually sat in my office here with them and they're trying to figure out how to do the house and where to get the money for the down payment and they're middle in the negotiations. And you know what? The, I, I can remember them saying something like, you know what? I was only going to go to this price, but you know, we can swing $5,000 more. And you know, wife is going, yay. That's exactly <laughs> you know? it. And then, and then when they find out they get the house, it's euphoria until they got to pay for it. But that's a different story. Yep. <laughs> now, marketing is, is really, really big, even in this, uh, even in this uh, seller's market. Yeah, exactly. And so many home or agents, you know, we, it's very passive. They'll put the sign in the front yard, put it on the internet and wait and see what happens with it, where that'll work. And, you know, in this market, especially it'll work and the home will get sold. But in any market, the more people we can get into the house, the more interest and more buzz we can create, and then which will result in more offers. That's how we're going to get a higher price for it. So, and that's where a lot of I've met with a lot of people that are thinking about selling or sold in the last year. And they say, well, we don't need to do much because the market's so hot. And that's correct. You don't have to if you don't want to get the highest price. But if you want to get the highest price, marketing is going to be crucial. And we need to get as many eyes on the property and get as many people through the door as we can. And that's what's going to ultimately get us the highest price. Mm -hmm. You know what? Um, I have some clients that um, just bought a house in Tennessee. And they had been to seven different homes and I asked them where they, you know, how did you find out about the homes? They said, well, these homes are all on the different lifting sites that we've been checking out, uh, which was like seven or eight. Mm -hmm. And they're also in a magazine. 
uh, or two magazines, and that's where they went there. But all of them, they got outbid. The only one they were able to get to was the one uh, that they were actually able to buy was the one that wasn't on all the sites. And it just happened to see a sign as they were driving by. So they got a great deal on one that somebody just, I think, got the wrong agent. Because they just yeah. didn't know. So that's a perfect example. And we see it all the time when we go through and look at sold properties. And you're like, how did that one sell so low? And then you look and there's one horrible picture and no marketing was done and everything else. It's like, okay, it makes sense. It was poorly represented. And it's funny because it's probably the first person that walked in there and says, Here, I'll give you the I'll give you the, the asking price or whatever. And they were good to go. Yep. So that's too bad. And now negotiating is a gigantic thing. A lot of people negotiate money out the back door and they don't even realize it. Yep. So there's two parts to this. Um, you know, first is in our current market, there's the initial negotiation. Oh, um, similar to what you just mentioned with some sellers taking that first offer. You know, in this market, what we're doing is we're marketing aggressively, getting as many people through, and we're keeping an open period of usually anywhere from four to seven days on our properties to make sure we get the maximum exposure, generate as many offers as possible, and then we can create that bidding war and negotiate the price up. And then the second part is with every transaction, there's two parts of or two points of negotiation. There's the initial sale, and then there's after the buyers have done their home inspection. And that's when they have an opportunity to submit their request for repairs if there's issues that are found. So where we talked about the pre-inspection up front, doing that and doing everything up front, having reports, having disclosures, we provide that as part of our negotiation and that initial offer period. So then it takes away an opportunity for buyers to come in at the middle of the transaction and ask for a price reduction or ask for a credit for repairs. And in this market right now, we see that happening a lot because people are, where we talked about emotions, they're overpaying or going over their budget. Then they're in the transaction and like, what did we do? Let's see if we can use this item, this item, and this item to get the price down a little bit. But if we do everything correctly and we take away that second point of negotiation. So that's where we always say there's two points of negotiation and then each transaction. And we do everything we can to maximize the first one and then take away that opportunity for the second one. That's wonderful. You eliminate the ejection before it even starts. So yeah. Now, Glenn, is there any other tips that people should know if they're looking to sell their house for the most amount of money? The biggest thing is making sure that you have a very experienced agent that's experienced in listing and selling properties and that they have a proven track record that they're able to demonstrate and show to you and that they have a system in place that they can walk you through of how they're going to do it or what they're going to do to get you the most money like we walk through right now because there's such a big difference of just selling your home or selling your home for top dollar. That's wonderful. Hey, look, you know what? I know you had a bumper year and you know, you're know you one of the top realtors in San Diego. If somebody wants to get a hold of you because they want to move to San Diego or list their house, you know, how do they go? How do they go about getting a hold of you? You can always reach me direct at 619-500-3222. That's 619-500-3222. Okay. And then our website is mypremierhomes.com. Mypremierhomes.com. Did you hear that, everybody? Hey, if you're looking to sell your house, you definitely want to get a hold of Glenn. And even if you're looking to move out of California, get a hold of Glenn. He'll help you. You might even know a realtor in the area that you're moving to that he can hook you up with that can get you a great deal. So Glenn, that's, I want to, sorry. I was just going to say, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that. I have a great network of agents that do, that we work together. We network, we brainstorm every month, mastermind. 
I have people all over the country. So even if you're not in San Diego, reach out and I can get you connected with an excellent agent in whatever part of the country you are. Oh, that's wonderful. I know our, I know our listeners are gonna love that. Hey, Glenn, I wanna thank you for joining us. You know what, stay Thanks. safe, stay healthy, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Great, thanks again. All right, see you soon. Hey, everybody, you wanna stick with us. We're gonna talk about more about the ins and outs of money here in the first part of the year on Saving with Steve. So stick with us, we'll be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into the Saving with Steve show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, you know what? That was Glenn Henderson talking about the five components you need to do in order to sell your house for the most amount of money. Again, this is a Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. And I want to thank you for joining us here. You know what? The next segment is key. We're in the first part of the year. It's really very, very important because this is when all the tax scams start hitting. It's interesting. The scams really haven't changed a lot in the last three or four years. But you know what? What we're seeing is you know what? It really involves criminals who are looking at impersonating the IRS, other government government employees, debt collectors online or, you know, via the uh, mail an effort to trick you into sending them money for taxes, penalties or fees you don't actually owe. People lose millions of dollars a year due to IRS scams. Don't be one of them. Here's a list of some recent scams uh, and tips to how to spot them and so on. Okay. Oh, the first one, somebody gives you a call. Hey, we recalculated your tax refund and you need to fill out this form. You know what? And these are scam emails that displays the IRS logo and uses subject lines such as tax refund payment or recalculation of your tax refund payment. It asks people to click a link, provide their social security number, birth date, address, driver's license number, and other personal information in order to submit a fake form to allegedly claim their refund. Let me be very clear. The IRS, they're not going to call you. They're not going to email you. They're not going to go look for you on Tinder or Facebook or anything like that. They're sending you a letter. That's it. And you're going to have to call them. Sometimes you might say, you need to pay a fee to get, get your stimulus check. This is a growing scam related to the government ongoing response to coronavirus. The Federal Trade Commission warns many Americans will qualify for a stimulus check, but the government does not require anyone to pay anything to receive a stimulus check. Next, hey, somebody says we're calling from the FDIC. We need your bank information. Guess what? The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation only insures banks. 
They have nothing to do with the public. They will never, ever call you. So if somebody does this, all they're looking to do is steal your identity. So keep aware of that. Hey, next one. Hey, we're calling to tell you your identity was stolen. You need to buy some gift cards to fix it. This is a trick. Criminals call victims and suppose as IRS agents. The criminals claim the victim's identity has been stolen and they you know, use it to open up a fake bank account. The caller then tells a taxpayer to buy a certain gift card. Later, the crook gets back in touch and asks for the gift card access numbers and takes the money. This happens all the time, but a lot of times it happens with people who don't quite understand what's going on or a little bit older because once they hear the IRS, they get scared. Now, I've got this one. I, I laughed at the person when they called. It's just, we've canceled your social security number. This is an IRS scam. The criminals contact victims and claim that he or she's been suspended or canceled their social security number. You know what? If you receive a threatening call to spend your social security number for unpaid tax bills, you should just hang up. That's exactly what the IRS says. That's what the, that's what everybody says, okay? Sometimes people have received calls that says, this is the Bureau of Tax Enforcement and we're putting a lien or a levy on your assets. There is no Bureau of Tax Enforcement. Victims often receive a letter from this fake agency claiming they have a tax lien or tax levy and they had better pay the tax bill to enforce it or else. Or if you don't call us back, you'll be arrested. Well, that's a lie. Criminals make, you know, caller ID phone calls look like it's coming from anywhere else, including the IRS, local police, FBI, all that kind of stuff. But the IRS doesn't leave pre-recorded voicemails, especially ones to claim uh, to be urgent or threatening. Also, you know what? The reality is the IRS can't revoke your driver's license, business license, or immigration status. They can only collect your taxes and file liens if you don't pile if you don't pay your taxes. Okay. Some it was really interesting because one of my elderly clients received this. It says, use the form W-A-B-E-N to give us personal data. Okay. Now, this form is called the Certificate of Foreign Status of Beneficial Owner for the United States Tax Withholding. Why would you get that if you're a US citizen? You wouldn't. Okay. Again, they're modifying this form to add in things like mother's name, name, social security number, all sorts of things that they would need to steal your identity. Now, there's other things that show up that look like they're coming from the IRS. They'll say, click here to see some details about your tax refund. Again, the IRS is never going to email. Um, you might even get a call from the tax advocacy service. It says, we need some information. Guess what? You have to call the IRS and ask for the tax advocacy service and have to be referred. But again, they still don't call you, okay? It's all done through paperwork. Click on this to see your tax transcript, okay? This is a CRAM. Fraudster sent an email with a taxes claim in a taxpayer's tax transcript. Although the tax transcripts are a real thing with the IRS, the IRS does not email them. Take this FBI survey. This is just ransomware. You might get an email that says, take this FBI survey. FBI doesn't send out surveys like that. You have a federal student tax. There is never no federal student tax. Now, here's a biggie. You're moving into tax season. If somebody says you don't need to sign your tax return, even though we prepared it, anyone you pay to prepare your tax return must have a valid preparer's tax ID number and must sign your tax return. Reluctance to sign your return is a red flag that the person is a ghost preparer who just wants to charge you a fee and split town. In fact, most of these ghost preparers will tell you they're going to get the highest return possible. And they're going to want you to pay a percentage of that higher return that you got the previous year. 
So you know what? They'll doctor up your tax return. You'll get a $4,000 refund. They'll ask you for 400 bucks up front or $1,000 up front. And you know what? A couple of years down the line, you're going to get that letter that says, hey, guess what? We don't believe you. And you're going to have to pay that, that money back. So that means you're the person who's going to be holding the bag when they're lying to you. Folks, there's a large number of scams that are occurring during tax season. They take a hold of people because people are afraid of the IRS. Don't be afraid of the IRS. If you get one of these calls or if you get one of these emails, just remember the IRS doesn't email and they don't call you. You've got to call them or they're sending you a letter. That's the size of it. Now, I want to thank you for being part of this, listening to this, share this with your friends, share this with your loved ones, share this with your older relatives, because they're usually the ones that get hit with this. Most of the people I know and have interactions with are usually uh, retired, mid-late 70s, very trusting. And they, you know what? They're still afraid of the IRS. That's how they were taught, okay? So make sure you don't get caught up in one of those things. One last thing that actually happens during tax time is the fake publisher's clearinghouse surveys. What happens is, is they send you a check or a fake check along with a letter that says you've won the publisher's clearinghouse with a bunch of fake, fake decals and you call this number. The guy on the other line will transfer you to somebody who will say, hey, look, hey, you won, congratulations, in order to receive your funds. We're gonna need $5,000 to present to this. We're gonna need to um, get you a tax form and all that kind of stuff. And what they're gonna ask you to do is either send a certified check or a debit card to have to get that tax information or to have this allocated through their intermediary, so to speak. This is all fake according to the Publishers Clearinghouse. Because if you win the survey, if you win the Publishers Clearinghouse, they're showing up at your house with balloons and a van and they're going to surprise you, okay? They're not going to be sending you a notice like that. They're going to show up because they want as much publication as possible to get everybody to buy magazines. Now, that said, hey, stick with us. We'll be right back with more. And you're going to love this because you're going to hear from Chris Class, who's going to talk to you about how to save tons of money on your travel. So stick with us. We'll be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. I've been waiting all day for this. 
It's travel season. People love to travel. How would you like to travel the world for pennies on the dollar? We have Coach Chris here to talk about the benefits of travel. He's going to teach you the insider tips, tricks that will show you and amaze you and get you going on vacations you so well deserve. I just want to make sure everybody's listening. You're going to hear some things here. You go, hey, maybe that's not true. But you know what? When I was having a conversation with Chris, he said, here, go use this code. Go sign up for this. I signed up for this credit card. It gave me 60000 American airline points, but you guys don't realize that's enough to take me and my wife to Europe for free. So I'm sold. And the cool thing about it, he doesn't really make his money off coaching individuals. He makes it with corporate speaking gigs and things like that. So we're really thankful he's here. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here. I've listened to a lot of your episodes since I got connected with you, and I know you provide value. To all, all your listeners, your show's growing, and that's what it's all about, providing the value of money. We're all struggling. A lot of us are still struggling in this hard times. Yep, that's true. But if you can go on vacation for a lot less than what you thought, people can go on more vacations. Now, since my listeners haven't heard you before, you're an AT&T marketing executive, and then you transition, and now you're the number one travel guru and coach. So tell us about that transition. Yeah, well, I've always loved travel. It's been in my blood. I was fortunately when I was brought up, I remember 12 years old, spending four weeks, you know, with my parents in Europe. I'm a golfer. I got to travel on business. It's in my blood. I live in Florida now, but I've always been a part of New York and a Broadway scene as an ex-conductor. That was part of my military service conducting a military band. So I just love the aspects of travel. One of my mantras, I say, are the best things in life aren't the material things. They're not this hell. This is a $35 Costco watch. It ain't no Rolex. But the best things in life are your friends, your health, your family, and those precious memories and experiences. And we all know a lot of those precious memories and experiences revolve around travel, whether it be a wedding, graduation, a family vacation, a reunion, etc. And especially now when we've been with this COVID situation. A lot of us have been stuck in our homes for 14, 16 months. And now with the vaccinations, we now can travel. So it becomes that more important to reunite to get these precious memories and experiences with our families and friends, because we really do travel not to escape life, but for life not to escape us. But what's you know, the problem? Like you said, that's what your show is all about. How do we afford it? It's expensive. So that's what I speak about on stage. You don't have to be rich to live rich. That's what I'm all about. I love that. And I also agree with you 100% on you walk out in a box. And in many cases, you can't take the watch and the belongings. And you really only reflect upon the memories, the relationships that you have. So I'm a cancer survivor. So I totally agree with that. So let's get into travel. <laughs> what are the top three travel tips for families to save the maximum money on their travel? Well, Basically, the most expensive aspects of travel are airfares and accommodations. So I'll hit on those two. Number one, airfares. Now it's supply and demand. We're in the capitalistic system. The airfares are rising. They're booked to take a family on a vacation, whether you go to Hawaii, the Caribbean, Europe, etc. It's expensive. Well, with Coach Chris, this is the truth. 
I haven't paid for a flight in 14 years. I fly for free and I'm not married to a flight attendant. And here's the background. Every airline is associated with a bank, has their own credit card. And a lot of these airlines have huge sign-up bonuses. You get their credit card. As you're in the financial business, you know, obviously, you pay the credit card off at the end of the month. You know, you don't pay interest on any credit card, number one. Number two, you do got to keep a decent credit score when you apply to credit cards. But, you know, if you have a credit score of 700, so every airline has this associated credit card. For instance, Delta is with American Express. They have about three credit card options where you spend $2,000 in three months and get 70,000 Delta Sky Miles. United has a credit card. Southwest Airline is with Chase Bank. And they have a variety of credit cards where you could actually spend their, their minimum amount over a period of time and wind up with enough points now. They call them rapid reward points where you and a companion can fly for free. Even the cheaper airlines, the low-cost airlines, Spirit, Frontier, etc. So my advice to your audience and listeners, pick the airline where you want to fly to your destination and investigate what credit card options that promotions are available to get the sign-up bonuses. I mentioned to you in our call, the best one out there, I fly frequently as American because I, I'm here in Florida and I, go, I have a place in Lake Tahoe and I go to Vail, I'm a ski bum. You could actually fly free like I do on American for buying a pack of gum. That approves you. That gets you a credit card. One billing cycle, like you said, I showed you 60,000 miles roll into your account. That's a round trip ticket to Hawaii. You leverage this with your family, your wife or your grown children. That, that just multiplies and you're flying first class around the world. And you take it one step further, even if you have a business like I do, you're an entrepreneur, solo entrepreneur, you get the business card. Okay, you might have to spend a thousand dollars, but hell, that's, you know, gas, restaurant money for a month or two months and get another 60 or $70,000. So every airline is associated, has a bank, has a credit card. So my advice, again, just to sum it up, choose your destination, what airlines fly there, where you want a vacation, where you travel to with your family or on business, get their credit card startup. These are promotional bonuses. They change. A lot of these things are on resources that I show people on different blogs because they change. I recently just re-upped on a, another Delta card. I got 70,000 miles. That's a round trip to just about any place for spending 2,000. I put my homeowner's insurance on a credit card, which was like 2,500. That made the uh, minimum. And I fly for free. So in other words, your audience, myself, yourself, if you have a credit score 700, don't overdo it. Get a few of these airline credit cards. And then you wind up flying for free. Your family flies for free. And if you have a business, get the business version of the credit card and you don't have to worry. You basically said, hey, look, you can get an individual and a business card. You can get 60 or 70,000 miles each. But the important thing that you said there is you didn't you don't have to go and buy travel or uh, dinner out or whatever. You could use that credit card 
for your everyday expenses and obviously just pay it off at the end of the month. Correct. By doing so, you're not buying anything special. You're just using it on your everyday expenses and you're gaining 120,000 miles goes a long way. So if you're doing it on sure. credit it, cards it, it, with Mossel Airlines, I mean, 350,000 uh, miles just on doing that on three airlines, wow, you could fly a lot of places for nothing, which is wonderful. That, that, that's what I've been doing. I, For instance, to give you another idea, like I fixed this client up I had uh, to, before COVID, his goal uh, was to take his son to as many baseball parks in the summer. He wanted to travel and he loved baseball. And I tailored a plan for him where he could get a few credit cards, spend the minimum, put you know his insurance on there, his car insurance, his homeowner's insurance, any large expenses, his utilities, et cetera. He wound up with enough credits or miles to fly him and his son to five or six destinations for free with Southwest. And also with these credit cards, another advantage, for instance, I mentioned the uh, American Airlines, you don't pay for baggage check-in. That's the benefit of the credit card. You also get free baggage check-in. So if you're a family of four, let's say 30 bucks times four, $120 each way. And in addition, you get priority boarding. After first-class boards, they allow the credit card holders with that airline, it's like loyalty, Support so you're not fighting for that overhead compartment space when all the planes are filled. That's another advantage. These promotions change, you have to stay on top of it, but you can, like I do, and I've showed you how you can fly for free. Chris, I don't want you to go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back, everybody, with more Coach Chris. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve hey, Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the show. We have Chris Kress here, Coach Chris. He's given us wonderful travel tips already that if you just follow that one, you could be flying for free pretty much wherever you want to go, just like he does. It's just not too good to be true, which is awesome. That was one big travel tip. Next one is on accommodation because that's the other big expense. So what tips do you have for accommodations? Yeah, that's the second biggest travel expense. I travel vacation before COVID 19 weeks a year, and I'm not a Motel 6 guy. I like first class, you know, four-star, five-star resorts. And here's the biggest tip. When you're going on that typical family vacation, I'm not talking about a two-day trip, or et cetera. I show you how to stay in hotels for free the way I do. But the big tip here, the typical 
five, seven night family vacation reunion, forget the word hotel. Strike it from your vocabulary. You hear Coach Chris travel coach, forget the word hotel for your state. Why? Because Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, Weston, Disney, Starwood, Wyndham, even the Ritz-Carlton, they all have timeshares or vacation club type products. And you could get on the internet. Here's a resource for your listeners, redweek.com, R-E-D-W-E-E-K.com, and rent a timeshare from an owner. Why not stay in a one-bedroom, two-bedroom, three-bedroom unit at a luxury resort, get a full kitchen, flat-screen TVs, three flat-screen TVs, washer-dryer, full resort amenities. And here's an example. I set it up for my friends. I do it for myself. I'm a ski bum. I've been doing it for 20 or 30 years. Let's use Vail as an example. Everybody heard of Vail. Number one, we're talking a luxury ski resort, a hotel room from the Marriott in Vail, ski season, 750 a night. Okay. And Mm -hmm. by the way, another $50 to park your car. Half mile down the road, you go on the internet, And you could rent a one or two bedroom unit, Marriott, same beds, Marriott standards, sleeps four, six, eight, three flat screen TVs, a wood burning fireplace, the woods for free, underground parking. It sleeps four, six or eight, full kitchen, washer and dryer. And you're going to pay half that price for that night that you do from the hotel. And you're going to get a clubhouse. Full resort amenities, in, like I do in Vail. Indoor, outdoor pool, sauna, steam room, free transportation. You don't have to own these timeshares. You could rent them from an owner that's not using them. And the best resource for that is redweek.com. And these timeshares, well, hotels now, because of the bad aspect, people think of the high sales pressure of timeshares, they change them to vacation clubs. And here's the other thing, safety. We're all concerned about safety now. In COVID, some people don't want to go out and be in crowds and dinner. You have a family, et cetera. By having the full kitchen and all the amenities, you don't have to go out to restaurants. It's another savings. You could cook there. They all have balconies, resort activities. I spend I spend literally months in these timeshares. I live in Florida, and my son comes down. We're in the oceanfront on the beach overlooking the ocean with full resort amenities for, for less than Motel 6 prices. So for that family vacation now, go to redweek.com, any destination. They all have, whether it's Hawaii, the Caribbean, Europe, Disney World, if you're a golfer, Hilton Head, even New York, where I am in Palm Beach area, Florida, ski resorts. Think about, instead of the hotels, Rent somebody's timeshare or vacation club. You're going to get triple the space, triple the amenities for one third the price of a hotel room. And most families, your listeners, you know, you want to take the kids, the grandkids are all there. You got three TVs. When I go to the Vail, I feel like I'm Donald Trump. I got a wood burning fireplace. I bring the damn luggage cart down to the garage and I load it up with firewood. Hell, Four logs in the, 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 the grocery store costs $5. I probably burn $100 worth of firewood at night there. It's all luxury, and you don't pay tax on this. 
resort fees. You live in pure luxury. It's the only way to go for travel when you're looking at families, this alternative. And the hotel chains, there's a lot of timeshares out there. I I would recommend staying with the major hotel chains, the Marriott's, the Hilton's, the Hyatt's, you know, the Westin's. And this way you're going to get that perfection, sanitization, that, that cleanliness standard that you expect. You talked about redweek.com to go and find that. Now, what other blog or travel site to get the current best deals for travel? Yeah, well, that's an excellent question. It's like a drug. I read 50 of them a day. They're all out there. One is if you want to learn how to fly for free with your family, travelgal.com. She has a program. She's the expert in Southwest that she shows you how to take your family rarely anywhere in the world. Travelgal.com. There's miles to memories.com. Johnny Jet has a travel blog that's very useful. Uh, there's another one called 10xtravel.com. 10x, you could Google this. I think it's 10x travel that has all these travel deals. Travel Pulse, P U L S C, is another blog. There's about 20 of them. And to make it simple, for those families that are traveling that plan on a lot of vacations, another one, if you use the timeshares that I think is excellent, is TUG, Timeshare Users Group, TUG.org. They list timeshares for rent, for sale. And if you get into the timeshare routine and you know the ins and outs and you get into the system, you could buy a timeshare now for a dollar, just pay the maintenance, then you you're part of the exchange program. They run all sorts of, they call them getaway specials, where you could stay in Las Vegas for a week. A week now in a one-bedroom unit with a kitchen for $300. It's a game. You oh, have wow. to know the inside secrets. In other words, it's possible out there, really, to travel in this luxury surroundings. These are all luxury resorts now for pennies. on I'm a golfer, too. I live at a mm -hmm. golf resort. I show some of my clients, I've done it myself, Hilton Head. Everybody knows Hilton Head. They play, if you're a golfer, the week after the Masters, they play the Harvard Town Classic at Hilton Sea Pines. You could stay at a Marriott, again, Timeshare Vacation Club Resort, sleeps eight, okay? Mm -hmm. Take all your buddies golfing, your family's golfing. The golf is free. The carts are free. You get $2,000 worth of golf expenses for free by just staying there and you don't have to own just rent from an owner that's so wonderful. that that that's another tip you could basically do whatever you want in luxury by utilizing timeshares or vacation clubs the new verbiage now is vacation clubs so the the key here is to just look for the deals find the best places but stick to the ones you know and don't go off any of the crazy ones because you know exactly what you're going to get yeah there's a lot of timeshares out there, but I, I believe in luxury. I stick to the major, the Westons, the uh, Marriott, you know, like Marriott has like, I think, 40 locations, et cetera. And, you know, the standards, another word of warning, a lot of people are into Airbnb now, but with this COVID pandemic, a lot of times you don't know what you're going to get in somebody's home. You're not going to get full resort amenities by staying at these resorts. You're going to get the whole plethora of resort amenities. You're going to get the TVs, the washer and dryers, the privacy. You're going to get a workout room, et cetera, transportation. It, it's going to work out for you. 
The, the big question a lot of our viewers had is how will travel change in the next 12 months? And the other part is how do you plan for your dream vacation? I want to let you know, we have about two minutes to go before we're, uh, before we're closing out the show, but I'd, I'd love you if you can fit that in there. Yeah, I think traveling, again, you have to plan in advance. You got to execute. It's three aspects of travel. Plan the damn trip. You know when your children's vacations are, got to plan in advance to save money to get that accommodation. If you want to go Christmas time, et cetera, that's number one. And now, obviously, you get the adventure and the experiences. And with all these gadgets now, we share them. We capture the experiences, build a legacy. Mm-hmm. So plan as far in advance that you want to go to a destination Pick it out. Travel is, we're calling it revenge travel. Now that the pandemic's done and people are vaccinated, you're going to be see more people that have been cooped up now traveling. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be more expensive. you got to plan ahead to get the best deal. Coach Chris, how do people get a hold of you? How do you work with people? I know you're just there to help. So how does that work? Yeah, normally, like I said, I'm a professional speaker. So if any of your listeners have corporate events, association events where they think this topic would be of relevance, by all means, give me a call. My email, lifetimeleisure.net. But I'm offering your listeners a free consultation with Coach Chris because everybody's travel needs and dreams are different. So if they go, I set up a separate URL, coachchrisspeaks.com book a 15-minute call with me, and I'll be glad to answer any of your questions, guide you in the right way, give you the resource. I repeat, coachchrisspeaks.org. Answer a few questions about your where you want to travel, how many in your travel party. Book the call. I'll give you a call back, and we'll, we'll take it from there to see any ways I, I can help you because, you know, that's what we're here to do. My mission statement is we're here my company, Lifetime Leisure Experiences, we look forward to servicing your dreams and bringing your family together so their memories last forever. And a lot of that is through travel and leisure. Yep, Chris, I want to thank you for being part of our show today. I, in fact, I'd like to have you come back for every new travel season just so we can get people excited about it and show them how to save some money. So hopefully you'll be able to do that if you're not skiing or golfing or going somewhere else and enjoying yourself. Again, I want to thank you for being part of the show. I wish you health and safety, safe travel, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Like I said, I could speak hours on this. Again, the benefits of travel for your health, your wellness, that taking that vacation, you're better at your job, reduce stress, et cetera. It's all there, better relationships, how important travel and leisure is, but it has to be affordable. You don't want to break the bank, so you have to know the deals. That's why you have me. We coach the deals. Thanks, Coach Chris. Have a good day. We'll see you. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. You know, wasn't Coach Chris wonderful? You listen to this again and again because he gave wonderful tips. I want to truly thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you letting your friends and family members and associates know about the show. All the replays are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information and insights on Saving with Steve, I encourage you to subscribe to our Spotify and our Google channels so you never miss a show. And check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio, New York City. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal and financial freedom. 
Also, you can follow us at Facebook and join the Saving with Steve Sex and Insiders Club. All those episodes are there at savingwithsteve.us. You get guest gifts, a whole shot. Look forward to seeing you next week. We're going to have a wonderful show. Be safe, be healthy. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.